Ring, ring, ring. Yellow. Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. How's it going? Uh, this week's episode, we have Bailey Artery, which is a really kind of a random uh, occasion. I just saw that he posted he was back in Lebanon for a little bit and hit him up, and you know we kind of hit it off. We uh, used to have, be, be buddies back in high school, and uh, we really connected on Legend of Zelda, and we actually saw the symphony together with our friend Kate Browning as well. And uh, I don't know, I just kind of forgot how our you know how he was, and so it was really good to see him. Haven't seen him in a while. He goes to Columbus, and he's also so. What he talks about in this episode is his internship traveling to Hong Kong and Japan and China and whatnot, and you know just having a good experience and kind of what he learned from that and some other passions that he likes. And you know, I like I said, we connected on Legend of Zelda, so I knew he was passionate about video games, so I got him talking about that a little bit. And you know, it was actually really interesting to to hear what he had to say. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun episode. In the episode, we do talk about language a little bit, like from the movie Arrival, which I talked about a little bit with Laura, and we bring that up. But I did want to say, <laughs> during the episode, I say, yeah, English English isn't that, you know, maybe, maybe it's a really hard language to learn, but I don't know if it's the hardest language. But there's also this example that <laughs> I've heard of where it's like, yeah, in English, we chop a tree down, and then we cut it up. To, to use elsewhere, I, I don't know, it's just kind of a, a down-up, like opposite type of thing, but it's the same, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff going on in English, so I understand, <laughs> I'm not that naive, but it was kind of fun to speculate, anyways, enjoy the episode, it's a good one, thanks. Alright, Bailey Ardry, welcome, hey, welcome, man. It's uh, it's been a while since I've even seen you before the last time we hung out, man. It has been a while, yeah. since we, ha- you mean since we had Subway like a week ago? Yeah, <laughs> Subway like a week ago, I'm playing this yeah, out. Right, yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> no, it has been a really long time. Yeah. I mean, like, pretty much after high school, my family moved away, so it's been yeah, that a while was real, since I've been yeah, back. You, yeah, you got out of Lebanon, though, right? Dude, three days after I graduated, <laughs> like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you've been up to a lot, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been at, up at Ohio State um, doing, you know, school, whatever school. college, school yeah. stuff. What are you going, going um, for? I'm majoring in business and minoring in computer science. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. But you've also been yeah. to, apparently, the, what, three or four different countries at Yeah, this it depends on if you <laughs> count Hong Kong as its own little thing. But yeah, like four different countries abroad, and it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's been cool for that reason it's just like opened a lot of doors to oh yeah, yeah that's true so yeah so how did you like learn about the the opportunity abroad yeah so i mean it was an internship in hong kong so i wanted to go for the work experience but also just because i knew i wanted to like study abroad or do something abroad mm-hmm. now and listen then... i've studied plenty abroad in my day and <laughs> my favorite dad joke ever yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, but you the just studying need... didn't, yeah, studying didn't know working out, so we were looking at intern, yeah, interning abroad, so. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I've, I've never even left the country before, so, like, I really, I, I, I like the idea of going somewhere and traveling, yeah. but right. it was always, like, kind of too expensive for me, or I just had the idea that it was too, too expensive. Yeah. But, you know, seeing other cultures and, like, I mean, that's part of my major, personally, is restaurant, hotel, and tourism. Mm, so, right. tourism is, like, being able to go somewhere else learn the lay of the land and then be able to tell other people what's going yeah. on over there. Um, right. So how did you choose Hong, Hong Kong? Yeah, it was 
so it was with an internship program through the business school and uh, there were like a lot of different places I could have gone, but really at the end of the day, I wanted a culture that was like really different than, <laughs> well, yeah, Hong Kong you know, than America. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty Western. Yeah. But like, I wanted a culture, like I wanted a culture where the people had different maybe values or belief systems than yeah. here. Yeah, and so sure. I could have gone to like Europe, like, you know, Britain, uh, UK could have done that. Could have gone to Australia, but I feel yeah. like those places feel a lot like I don't America. know I mean, I've never been there well, but <laughs> yeah it's also I mean the, feels, the language too right and like so like if it's the same language how different can they actually be right which is probably really naive and like don't <laughs> it probably say. definitely is but I mean like no that's how I feel that's how I felt too so mm-hmm. I was like that that was the other thing though it was like I needed I wanted to go somewhere where the culture was different but I also needed English mm-hmm. because I had studied a little Spanish in high school, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that was going to get me very far in the business world. Um, so yeah, luckily for me, Hong Kong is one of the two or three places in the world that speak Cantonese. It's like a completely different language. So actually they speak a different language than mainland China. Yeah. Uh, they speak Mandarin. Really? So that's interesting. It's Hong Kong, Macau, and I believe Taiwan, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, speak Cantonese. So okay. uh, when they do business with any other country, even mainland China, they have to do it in a common language. And so English is that language. English. Isn't that so. weird how English is just like, <laughs> all right, this yeah. is... <laughs> we were just like, hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. <laughs> we're not going to learn your languages. You have to learn ours. <laughs> you have to learn ours. It's a mix of yours, kind of, but really, yeah, no, no, no. You have to learn it. Right, right. We're just... <laughs> the hardest language, too. Seriously. We're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know the hardest language ever that's ever been made? you all have to learn. <laughs> right. Every that's what everyone says like English is the one of the hardest languages to learn. Oh, so definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's like on one side of the which spectrum of languages cuz I feel like well, the other side is like Mandarin, Japanese. Right. Like that's that what way. I was going to say. I feel like Mandarin and Chinese, Japanese like you have to learn symbols and mm. like paintings basically <laughs> yeah. to like learn a the whole language right. or culture. So I don't it's I mean, not even an alphabet system in Mandarin. It's like every symbol just has its own meaning and the symbols don't convey any like way for it to be spoken you know how like exactly if you see like abc like i can say abc but symbols there's no way they're drawn that convey this sounds like an a this sounds like a b right it's just just based off of thought memory memory yeah basically there's like over two thousand of them yeah so that's see that's what I'm saying. Is English actually the hardest one to learn? Right. But you know. We'll, we'll <laughs> also, their sentence structure is completely opposite too. Like I'm learning a little bit of Japanese right now, and um, we would say like I eat the apple, and they would say apple eat. Yeah, apple eat. <laughs> apple. Is they wouldn't even say I because I doesn't matter. It's assumed if it's just you and me. Yeah. And then like that's interesting. The the subject would come first mm-hmm. and then the verb. Well, so I talked about it with Laura a little bit last time on the last episode, but it was, uh, have you ever seen Arrival before? Yeah. So I was, I was just listening to that episode on yeah. the way over. And yeah. <laughs> when she said she hadn't seen Arrival, I was like, oh my gosh, like you like aliens? Like you gotta see How have you movie? not seen Arrival? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so, so good. good. Laura, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Watch the, watch got, the movie. You gotta you see Arrival. To you have to. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but the movie. <laughs> It's uh, it's like the, the the idea of learning the yeah. aliens language yes. is insane because it, yeah. it's learning basically a whole different way, way of, of thinking. thinking. Yeah. yeah, 
And that's what I, I really like about the idea of learning other people's cultures and stuff like yes. that. Because, right. because like just even their language. I actually had a, um, I used to work at a bar, right? And there was a guy that lived, he grew up in South Africa mm. and moved to the Netherlands and, his, and Germany and Amsterdam. He lived all over the place. Wow. And he was just visiting at OU to actually like speak there and like talk about uh, his, uh, I think he was like a, an engineer or something. Okay. Um, but he was just talking about language in general is like the way, like you can learn to con- to converse with another person through just like hand motions or like, you know, vibes or something. Yeah. But language is a way to, to people's hearts is really what it is because it's so mm-hmm. like ingrained. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just so ingrained it in is. them. And, and like you said, I mean, it's like more than just like a way of translation of like talking to somebody. It's, it really is like it shows how people think and like yeah, the way they yes. form ideas. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does change the way uh, you think completely. Um, like, yeah, I don't, what was something about um, like Chinese culture, I think, and now I, it's, I'm blanking on it, but mm-hmm. um, it was like kind of a, they, ta- they taught something as like a chess game, like a game of chess. Oh, in Arrival. Yeah. yeah, was yeah. that in Arrival? It wasn't Arrival. That wasn't Arrival. Because wow, this is all coming full circle. I didn't realize that was in Arrival. Uh, but that's probably why I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. They, they, their idea of like, yeah, um, it, it, it was like a chess game was, which was learning their language. Yes. But in that sense, it's like there's got to be a winner if you're coming at it like it's a game. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like coming at it as like a, uh, as like a companionship type of thing, as opposed to. Right. Anyways, that's a little yeah, bit more it, theoretical. Yeah, super. It would be super interesting to dig into, but yeah, definitely. yeah, no. To your point, languages are super cool. And after I went to um, Hong Kong and other places mm-hmm. uh, that I might talk about, yeah, I'm sure. Um, may or may not talk yeah, about. <laughs> like I just came back and really was like found myself wishing that I would have studied it in school. You know, like mm-hmm. dang, it's so cool, like to be able to converse with people in another country and there were so many times that I found myself just like really wishing that I could talk to people or like have conversations you know and Mm -hmm. um so I came back and started learning Japanese for that purpose because yeah because I was just like I don't know it's never it's never too late like it's definitely people say it's harder like when you get older to learn another language because your mind has been so English like your whole life it's a lot easier when like you're a kid and you're learning both simultaneously but you ever see uh, Avatar, the blue people one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> blue people. Yeah. Well, they made a whole language for that movie, and like yeah, Jake what was Sully, it called? Uh, uh, the Nod, the yeah, Navi the language Navi or whatever. Language, yeah. But in that movie, Jake Sully is like the dude, and they're like right. they always they've tried to like teach Americans and like uh, Earth people their culture, but it always ends up working out poorly because you can't teach you know that's like. These people's cups are already full. You can't, like, put a whole new culture within them. And he's like, yeah. my cup is empty, though. Like, I have nothing, like, anymore. Like, right. I never started with anything. So uh, he was yeah. able to learn the whole culture and, and whatnot. It's, a, it's an interesting movie. No, yeah. No, that actually that has a lot of connection to this. Um, yeah, I, I think language, because even some things, they can't be conveyed. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the blue people, the Navi, <laughs> were, like, trying to convey this to the humans that came to earth and started destroying their forests but Mm -hmm. like maybe you can't even convey what the importance is of these trees that you're taking down or like something like that if you don't know the language like there are even things in japanese that you can like 
kind of high level say what it means. And so then as an English person, I can like kind of high level understand, but yeah. I don't truly understand the right. meaning of that. It's like, word, like I said, know? like language is, it, it connects to the heart as opposed yeah. to the brain, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> I kind of want to get it, it, you know, like I, I like this idea of, yeah. of culture and learning languages and whatnot, but how do, like, so what did you learn in Hong Kong about the people over there? And I mean, about mm. the culture that, like, what did you experience while you were there? Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong was super interesting because it's this city that, you know, because of imperialism, uh, <laughs> was, you know, taken away by the British. And so it has like a lot of, um, yeah. Did you learn about to, the history? Oh, I wow. did because I had a friend who, uh, he was born in China, grew up in America, now, you know, U.S. citizen, yeah. but was like obsessed with Hong Kong. This is, Hong Kong is like his passion. Wow. And I was like, this is awesome for me. It's <laughs> like, you speak, you know, English or whatever you have and Mandarin and a little Cantonese. Uh, you love teaching about the history. And so we'd just be walking around. He'd be like, yeah, so you know, do you know why like this street is named the street? I'm like, no, <laughs> like, how do you know that? <laughs> so like he just knew everything about Hong Kong. So yeah, I did learn some like really interesting things, but the, the interesting thing about Hong Kong is that they're kind of their own little country, right? Mm -hmm. But they're like connected to China, but actually the people there really kind of don't like mainland China at all. I mean, for reasons Whoa. that are kind of obvious. Yeah, isn't there like a whole protest? <laughs> right, so that whole thing started when I was there. Right, what was yeah. the protest over? It was because, wasn't there yeah. like an agreement that after a certain amount of years that right. Hong Kong would become independent? Yes, um, so, well, after a certain number of years, China would re reassimilate with is that the right word? Like, Assimilate. like take back Hong Kong, basically. Oh, so that actually, was that was the that was the agreement. Oh, so the agreement I was, uh, in 1997. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, 97. Um, the British. Great year. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. I mean, you know, one before I was born. But, yeah, yeah. Classic, classic. I hear it's great. I hear it was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah, they basically, uh, the British gave Hong Kong back, and. China said, okay, you know, we agree that for 50 years, Hong Kong will remain unchanged. So it will remain its autonomous country, like independent state kind of. Yeah. Um, so 2047 as a result is like a huge talking point. Like you go over and say 2047 in Hong Kong, like everyone knows that's the year that this nice thing that we have that everyone loves, you know, like freedoms that... Mm -hmm people in mainland China don't have mm -hmm. is probably going to go away. So it's like this ticking thing. That's yeah, like, the But the thing, right, but the thing so about... So what triggered the, the protest then? Right, so th basically the government in Hong Kong is really interesting too and I learned a lot more about it yeah. because it seems like a democracy but actually only like, I believe, only half of the chairs in their Congress, for instance, are actually elected by the people. The other half are elected by China. Oh, so wow. that's how like it's kind of mixed yeah but of the the half of the people you know that the people get to elect there's a lot of foreign interest groups like you know chinese interest groups mm -hmm. even like corporations that would benefit oh. that kind of like end up getting even half of those seats mm -hmm. to be more of like china yeah. Uh, like on that political yeah. side of things. Yeah. So like really, like the business. Yeah. 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 
so really it's kind of been like China's been taking back little by little by little. So then they introduced this act. It was called the ex- extradition. Extradition. Extra- oh I think it's extradition. Extradition. I yeah. think so. Uh, act or bill. And like basically what it would allow is for people to be kind of almost brought back to China to be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened because like wow. this guy and his girlfriend like went to another country and uh, the guy like killed the girlfriend and then Jeez. because yeah this is like how it happened and then like uh, yeah uh, they couldn't try him because it was in another country and they didn't have a bill yet Uh-oh. that they could bring him back to China and try him mm-hmm. so like actually it's, it's kind of like, that makes sense like right and that kind of makes people sense killing people. but the problem is it gives China the power mm-hmm. to start Taking. enforcing their laws on the people of Hong Kong right. so then like just because one guy hey you said something bad about our you know leader here and now we can bring you back to china and like try you and put you in jail um so that's the fear Mm -hmm. um and now to my knowledge that's actually in place um so now yeah and that happened while because you were there what the summer when the protest broke out right yeah about halfway through my summer the protests broke out and like dude uh yeah i actually had to walk through the one on accident because i was bad at planning that day (laughs) because they told us like hey you probably shouldn't go to these like even if i kind of agree with you know what the protesting which yeah yeah i I tend to agree um (laughs) like they were like yeah just being an an american citizen like a white person uh from you know abroad yeah not a good idea to go there like the police might single you out and wonder specifically why you're there Mm -hmm. um so i tried to stay away from it for that reason Mm -hmm. but yeah i had to walk through it and that was but your roommate went right my roommate did go he was like i'm going he was like f it i'm i'm going and he was like right there at the front um and he was telling me about their different practices that they had like different hand symbols for like toilet paper like bring oh, up bring yeah. up toilet paper hey bring up like eggs uh, eggs yeah, yeah exactly just they have a really intricate system yeah super and intricate americans can never protest like <laughs> ever we would never like to have a system of any right. sort right <laughs> no <laughs> apparently <laughs> yeah but no it's pretty cool actually we might be able to take some notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like yeah so that was the one where there was like two million plus people wow. literally at this thing uh, all dressed in white. It was incredible. Like you should try to look up videos of it because it was just like four miles people stretching and just peacefully walking and protesting. Wow. So the result of that was that this bill got postponed or like basically like it got like uh, written off. Or like, well, not completely written off, but basically you know just tamed. <laughs> yeah, kind of blocked for the time being, I guess. Yeah. But they came back to it this summer, and I believe. I believe last I had heard it was enacted, mm-hmm. but then it's like China's almost even gone one step further and they're not even really being discreet about it anymore. They're just like, no, we're taking back Hong Kong. Wow. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of the... And you said you'd notice like differences with like people that you text that are still over there, right? Yeah. Like, well, you even wonder too, like if you should ask about it right. because like, I don't want to get them in trouble if they want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but shouldn't because those things are being monitored now yeah uh like i don't even really ask much about it but yeah it just seems like that's almost an unspoken thing thing now when i talk to some of my friends back there wow so that's intense yeah it's super intense but (laughs) yeah china china's really interesting though because so you know we have 
kind of also to talk about another place that I went, Mm -hmm. I feel like in America we have this like view of China, right? Because they're the biggest, one of the biggest communist nations and like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, tension. Yeah, tension there now for sure. But even like as you're growing up in school, like learning, they're almost like learning about like the Tiananmen Square, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of the terrible things they've done and like they're almost like the bad guys, quote unquote, right? Like the, we would never want to be communist for very good reason. Like, I'm not saying that's not yeah. a thing, <laughs> like definitely a thing, but I feel like what it does is it warps your perception of what the people there are like. Yeah. And like, I was, I think I was telling you this earlier too, like the people over there are so nice, mm-hmm. literally really? some of the nicest people hmm. that I've ever met. And like, I can't even really? talk to them. Like, you know, in their language, yeah. most of them. But, like, they're so kind. Like, they see you, that you're from another, you know, nation, and they want to talk to you. They want to welcome you to China. Right. And I just felt kind of humble with that. Yeah, what's, like, a, a, an experience that you had with with, somebody, with uh, just a person yeah, 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 yeah. There was, um, there was one kid uh, on a train. I was on a train in Beijing. Uh, I think I was going to the Summer Palace that morning, which is awesome. <laughs> I got to see some really awesome things in Beijing, like really cool like yeah. monuments and things. So I was on a train, and I'll never forget this kid like walked up to me, and he must have been like studying English. Uh, well, actually, he told me he was afterwards. But, right, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, this is the initial thought. And he's like, oh, hello, like, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm from America. Uh, and he said, oh, that's so cool. Like, ask me my name. And, you know, we start talking. And he's like, hey, well, uh, I just wanted to welcome you to China. Oh, and man. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Like, that, that's so nice of you. Like, I, I wanted to talk to him for so much longer. But, like, we ended up getting to a stop. And, like, his dad kind of, like, totally pulled, you know, yeah. I, yeah, he kind of pulled him aside. And I don't even think he really got off the train. I think his dad was just kind of like, eh over here yeah so maybe there's like you know that piece of it too mm-hmm. but like then they did get off the train which but i wanted to talk to him so much longer because i just thought it was so cool that you know this kid that i never met wanted, wanted to, to welcome me yeah. to his country and like that happened that wasn't uncommon over there like right. even in in japan that happened too. Yeah. uh thailand definitely they call thailand the land of smiles really? uh, because like everyone's so happy and nice. yeah. um but <laughs> didn't you say they were like giving you like free food or something too or, like... yeah well like uh there were two times one time in hong kong and one time in china where i guess I'll, I'll tell you about the time in hong kong like i was sitting there with my friend in a restaurant they call them cold boxes cool. is what is the name for them but actually they're just cafes mm-hmm. um the reason they got the name cold box is because to keep their costs down, they would lower the temperature or something. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, and so no, it was no. always like notoriously cold. So they started calling them cold boxes. Yeah. <laughs> but actually now that I think about it, oh, it must've been in the winter that this happened. Like they wouldn't turn on the heat kind of thing. So uh, it was, like, that makes it was sense. called so, the cold box. Um, sure. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, the waiter like came up to me and um, he was like, oh, like we don't get many foreigners here. Uh, please have this like, soup on the house uh and i was oh. like thank you so much like yeah. it was just so out was of it nowhere warm soup too it was very yeah it was warm, warm. soup yeah, yeah it was, in a, it in was a, not in a yeah, cold box yeah well it's funny because they're not even cold now that was just like how it was and yeah, the name is stuck the winter, yeah sure. so uh that's awesome anyway yeah, uh, yeah, yeah i mean it's cool. so nice that, that, i mean and like you said it's like uh coming from america you have this idea that like these you, people are just going to be really abrasive and just kind of right. like brash towards you and uh 
I mean, and I'm reading this book right now called The People's History of the United States. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, uh, as opposed to, I just feel like, like you said, I, I feel like when, when we're learning in history, there always has to be like a bad guy, you know what I mean? And mm. they have to be bad for a reason. But if, yeah. you, if you think about it throughout history, some people, you know, some wars are just like both people have good ideas and they are yeah. just not, you know. They don't align with you know the majority. So it, right. the people's history of the United States is is telling the like America's from uh, when Columbus discovered it to basically up until now mm. uh, from the the loser side, you know, as opposed to like the Ooh. victor side. Ooh. It's about the lose, like the. Oh, I bet that's powerful. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting, but you know, it just paints a completely different picture of right. yeah of like <laughs> what you might think you know even China or like of uh, you know Israel or. Um, Mexico even, you know, it's, there's just so many things. Yeah. And I just feel like on one hand that should, could be fixed, but that's a whole different thing in itself. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of, uh, perceptions that we have of other nations, you know, um, mm -hmm. what I'm interested in is what other nations think of us. Yeah. Well, and that's why I want to go talk to like Japanese people or like, uh, yeah. or, like Hong Kong people to, yeah. to see how they think about like America and like maybe work out issues like within our, our world over here that, you know, they have ideas for it. Right. Like yeah. Because certainly there are things like we're not a perfect nation, obviously there's like a <laughs> ton of issues here that we need to solve. And mm -hmm. then you look at like some of these other countries and like, they pretty much solved it. So there, there are like so many learnings that we could have. And I think that was one of the cool things going abroad is like just seeing some of those things. Um, like, take infrastructure for instance like in hong kong taking the train is like a few cents it's so cheap really but then like you huh. think about america and like our infrastructure is pretty old like there's a lot of talk about maybe we need to like do something about this or like yeah. build some high-speed trains or something to like start to modernize yeah. that a little bit yeah and in other countries they have mm -hmm. and it's incredible like imagine what that opens up for people in like poor neighborhoods that are able to now, like, take this train and, like, That's go... only a few cents. Yeah, like, go to school somewhere, like, you know... Maybe, like... Go a, to a job that maybe they wouldn't have been able to have access to before. Yeah. Um, that's just one example, but there are so many things that I think countries could teach each other. Yeah. If we were open to learn, but I feel like sometimes, like... <laughs> America. America can feel like we're, we've got to just do it ourselves and, like, do our America first or whatever. Yeah, like, well, and so that's, just, that's where it's, like, kind of conflicting because on one sense it's like yeah you want each person to be independent and be able to make make their own life right, and like to have and to like make your own life is an accomplishment within itself yeah but spreading that into other countries and like bringing it it's like well this is the american life and i'm bringing it over for example uh, I, i've been learning so in in my major we learn about uh tourism in other places and what happens a lot of the time is like say like italy in the mediterranean area that place used to be all, like, the Mediterranean diet is one of the healthiest diets in the world. Like, you've heard of that, right? I don't, it's, a, it's a commonly I think, thing. yeah, I think I've, because, I've definitely heard about the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, yeah. it's based off of, like, a fish diet with yeah. uh, fresh herbs and, and, and everything growing over there. But uh, now, at this point, you go over to Italy, and I heard somebody say there's parts of it that are just, oh, this is just, like, another Cincinnati, you know? Like, it, really? Yeah, because it's so urbanized. Huh. Like, people want to go over to Italy for vacation, and then they're like, well, where's McDonald's? Where's Burger King, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they, they just want, they basically want to go somewhere without having to deal with the culture, which right. is 
interesting because that's what you're going there for. Yeah, that's that's completely opposite of like what I think is fun about like going to other countries is like right. going to I would uh almost like I would rather be in a place that's like super cultural and like super mm-hmm. different than anything and maybe that like <laughs> Maybe that building that looks, like, super cool is actually Starbucks. And, you know, that's just yeah. part of it, too. But, like, I don't know. Like, you just want to experience the culture. And yeah. It well, kind of so, takes you out of it. So, luckily, like, now, um, they're, they're, what I learned is, like, this sustainability type of, uh, of tourism. Where it's you go over to, say, like, Vietnam or something. Or you go to a tribe in uh, Africa. Or just a little village or whatever. And you go... And you, it, it, you know, they, they do make like a program for like the tourists, but it, yeah. the pro- part of the program is like helping out with the work that they do daily yeah. or like, yeah. you know, they have a special thing that they'll do for special occasions where they stretch out. It takes like all day to make this like a uh, candy that they have at the end of the day because they have to like, candy. Uh, yeah, that's, huh. that, it's like a special thing, right? So they like all day they have to like pound sugar canes or something and then they huh. stretch it out into like taffy and like the whole vill- like it takes like multiple people so wow. you come over like as a tourist and you like work in that chain and like make it and then at the end you're you know you're gratified with you know you worked with these people and like smiled with them and then everybody gets uh, to eat the candy yeah, at the end you that's know so awesome yeah yeah so you know it's just things like that seem way better than just going to a place like staying in a hotel and then like looking <laughs> yeah. around the city or whatever right right <laughs> i mean yeah for sure i i've uh I've been on, like, mission trips before where we did, like, a similar thing, but we were there to work also, like, in Mexico. Right. But, no, that that's super neat. And I think I've maybe seen that more in, like, Africa than I've For seen sure. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But y- y- you can do stuff like that even in a country like Japan or um, China or something. You just, like, stay in maybe someone's house, you know? Like, yeah. And I did that in Japan. It was awesome. Like, to see, like, this is how these people live and, like, wow. it's so different than... Eat, like just like the sitting on the ground things, to eat or something. Yeah, yeah, just like the easy. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you're sitting on a little cushion with like a table that's low to the ground, and it's just like so interesting. But mm-hmm. the hospitality too is amazing. Like yeah. you just feel so welcomed. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I'm glad you got to have that experience. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and it inspired something in you, right? Yeah, it inspired, I mean, like a passion for. Yeah, I yeah you definitely like. I came over or back to the States and just kind of, I feel like if you can, like you should definitely try to have some kind of experience like that Mm -hmm. because obviously like it's so expensive and part of the reason I did it through Ohio State is because like I got some help paying for it. Like that's definitely like it's tough to get over there uh, from America. It's expensive, but it just kind of opens your eyes and, and broadens your worldview. So yeah, I feel like I came back with just a passion to learn more about different cultures and like mm-hmm. even the language thing that's something right. i've kind of picked up recently but yeah we'll see i'm, I'm hoping to go back uh yeah i'm thinking about teaching oh really in, in japan for a summer or so for cool. a year or two so <laughs> yeah just like so that's like part of the reason why i'm learning japanese like maybe to do that to learn, yeah. uh, for a little bit before i like you know start my career or whatever <laughs> like yeah buy a house or anything <laughs> go abroad again because yeah. like when else are you going to get the chance for so, sure yeah. yeah did you want to talk about um games for change at all Cause, like <laughs> that's kind of where i was going because it yeah. sounds like that is in a way it was kind of inspired yeah. through that i mean a it's, little bit. it's all like it kind of so the way that i think it ties together is mm-hmm. through empathy because empathy. like 
empathy because is, you go to another country and you realize right. like they have their own issues and they also their own yeah. you know we have our own issues right or their own things to teach um but just like understanding and being appreciative of their ways of life and honestly like just being in awe of it mm-hmm. i think you know there's there's empathy in that like you have to empathy is often like a term that i think we use like in conjunction with sympathy like you're trying to feel a certain like you're trying to like be there for someone like feel what they're feeling like Mm -hmm. empathize with them yeah but i think also you could say just like understanding another way of life i think is a a form of that but yeah games for change um well you know well that's a whole like yeah like video games yeah video games um, because i know that's one of your passions as well right so like two different passions i probably have too many passions Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah no i've always loved video games but i think recently the games that like really draw me in are these games that are almost made to have some kind of a social impact or Mm -hmm. they're made to get you to empathize with this person that is maybe going through something that you can't even fathom or you know teaching you about uh just like really tough things but like when it's through a video game like you're kind of in that like you're you're putting your like you're putting your feet in their shoes like you're walking around yeah well um my uh, buddy of mine that was on like an earlier episode uh way back when mikey he always was like you know he he brought up this point where he's like tv shows like the people in tv shows are basically your friends because you spend so much time with them, right yeah so like in a video game it's like you're basically like living through that video game in a way and like you make these connections and and have these uh different things with people yes. in the video games right so it really affects you it, it does like it doesn't you know it, it really affects you exper- experientially i think that's the it's word. so interesting because i think when you think about like tv and video games like there's a lot that's similar and they often like both entertainment you know mm-hmm. um we can definitely pull messages and like themes out of both you know well and that's but the like, other thing is like you've always been a connection between us has always been like zelda right so right. that's from japan that's a, a completely different culture right but it's still a popular game over here so it's like mm-hmm. video games are made all over the world by different people so right it's you know combining all those together to create an experience that's relatable yeah. and right. creates empathy and, and puts you into those shoes right because like when you think about tv to a certain extent like you're kind of a passive viewer of this and yes you're like taking things and like learning things i'm not trying to like say that you're not in tv but like with video games you have this unique experience where you are in this like yeah you're making the decisions you're making the decisions like you're moving around talking to people like you're in this world Mm -hmm. um and i think uh there's so much opportunity for like pulling different teachings out of that and like to put somebody in a scenario that maybe they've you know never been in before Mm -hmm. so like one of my favorite games for change is called celeste i don't know if you did you have an opportunity to look anything up or have you ever heard about it okay it's like a 2d side scroller but you know super tight controls like really fun really hard (laughs) um but like actually the difficulty is itself a part of the story because you're playing as this girl named Madeline and she's going, you know, she's decided she's going to climb this mountain. And at the beginning of the game, we don't really understand why, Mm -hmm. but throughout the game, uh, you get to learn more about Madeline, how she's like actually really struggling with depression and anxiety. Okay. And so this 
weaves itself into the story through the difficulty. That's part of it. Like it's supposed to be really hard to show the challenge that she's having with herself. And like, there are even like different characters that draw out different themes and, and things inside of her that she has to learn and kind of like reckon with. Yeah. Um, even this like, doppelganger character that's like kind of chases you around it's you but shadow yeah exactly like (laughs) yeah shadow madeline right yeah and so you have to run away from yourself and like this is trying to show like what having depression and anxiety can feel like for someone but in a video game like you're almost like running from yourself like yeah maybe you hate yourself like it's like these kinds of things that i think are really it's just it's just cool like Mm -hmm. to live that through someone else's story in a yeah, video game. For I, sure. I think it's really neat. And it helps you, like you said, like so when you experience that in your life, yes. you can kind of like recognize it a little bit better and be able to just be like, oh, this is what's happening. You yes. Know? I yeah. think that's uh, what we were talking about earlier is like it's more important to realize that like uh, self-awareness and like uh, mm-hmm. mental states are right. normal and they're part of life. As opposed to just like, like you said, physical pain, you're like, all right, I see this. Yes. This hurts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get it. Mental health is something that if you haven't really learned about it, you might not even realize that's what the problem is. Mm -hmm. Um, So to your point, my favorite scene in the entire game, you're like taking this gondola from one side of the mountain to the other. It's more of like a cut scene, Mm -hmm. but like she's on this gondola with a friend she met on the mountain. His name is Leo. Mm-hmm. And the gondola gets stuck about halfway up the mountain, oh, and it starts just like real quick, swaying. What's a yeah. gondola? So basically, it's a well, it's just like a lift. Oh, so okay. a lift from one side to the other. Yeah. So this like lift car, you know, like in the I got car. You. Yeah, you, yeah. We can refer to it as a gondola, but I just needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. So it gets stuck about halfway, right? And it's like Madeline freaks out, and she's like, she starts literally like having a panic attack, and like the music swells, and like the visuals like it starts to get really close up on her and it's uh, also like a pixel art thing so it's beautiful um yeah. it's like kind of closing in all around her um and she can't breathe like she's saying like i can't breathe i can't breathe and so leo tells her like you know comes to her aid and he's like hey imagine there's a feather floating in the air in front of you and that your breathing is what's keeping this feather afloat and wow. so then a feather appears on the screen and there's a little box yeah. and you have to just breathe and press the A button to like breathe yeah. with Madeline. Yeah. But what you might not realize is this game just taught you a breathing technique. Yeah. Literally, like for if you were having a panic attack, mm-hmm. maybe this is something that now moving forward, like just like you said, if you're in a similar situation, feather, you know, feather, like yeah, feather, yeah, and that's maybe what, you can breathe. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like and that, that and that could just be subconsciously too. Like some kid plays that game and like years later just yeah. is having that panic attack and like it probably just gets that flash because yeah. I mean they simulated it so well with like it closing in on her face and everything, right? Yes. So it's yeah. like it was super intense and then super calming and like relief, wow. you know, yeah. from this. And so it's just the whole journey of her like almost finding herself mm-hmm. and not shunning that side of herself, but like by the end of the game you're working with it. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing ever. Like it was the dark part of yourself. Now you've gone through this journey like you've reckoned with it, you've dealt with it, and now you're going to work with it wow. to progress. And Does it's the shadow beautiful. person like help her. Yeah, so like there are different gameplay elements where like you're, you know, jumping around cuz uh, you know, again, side scroller. Yeah. Um, but like you'll hit the doppelganger and they'll ju- they'll like throw you up basically to get uh, to progress. Yeah. So like you have to use it um to progress. So wow. It's it's really cool like mm-hmm. 
in a way that I feel like only video games could accomplish because you are living this story through Madeline, like in playing it. So yeah. it's like almost like a different connection. For sure. So it's cool. Yeah, mm. I love games for change. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that we got to talk about that. Yeah. So do you think uh, there's people playing us right now learning? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I Because uh, I don't know what they're learning. Yeah, me. definitely seriously. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can they start playing a little better? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. Get Should we level together. up already? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put no. some maybe they have to put some like money into it to like get us like Dude, yeah it's a microtransaction exactly yeah. oh my gosh yeah. it's totally a microtransaction yes like, it does without work. the money you can't progress seriously God. <laughs> oh jeez holds us all back uh, alright man well I mean I'm uh, I'm pretty good on, on this thing. yeah we, we've covered a lot of we things have, here. we've covered a lot of ground you could definitely take like any of these things and like dig deeper so yeah if exactly. ever I'm in town again like if you want to talk oh, more about oh for sure I would love yeah, to I, 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 I've loved it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming yeah. out. So yeah, that's Bailey. Uh, isn't he? Isn't he just a, such a competent individual that is lighthearted and just great? I really like him. And he also helps me out recording the the aliens bit video that I did for the last campaign, which was it was good of him to do that. And I wanted to thank him for that publicly. You know. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know, he's just a really great guy. And he also wanted me to mention um, how, you know, when he was in other countries, other people were super nice to him. And how we should be that way in America with, with immigrants and, and other tourists. You know, try, try to be, you know, be the kid that's learning another language. Or try to talk to other people. You know, be just be nice. And don't be like, this is America. You know, don't. Don't come over here and expect me to, you know, you know, whatever that is, whatever that whole thing is. Just, just be nice to people in general, but especially foreigners because they're in a scary place. It's a, you know, especially America can seem really intimidating. I don't know, it's a whole thing. But yeah, he made a very good point with that, and I definitely wanted to include it. So, yeah, thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Amen. I love you. Okay, bye. <laughs>